Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Anyway, we about to get started. <clears throat> peace, peace, peace. I had to tap in today. I've been having a very interesting uh, day. Um, yesterday, I've been delivered a, a, a few pieces of bad news, you know, and it makes me. Every time I get bad news, terrible news, negative news, it makes me evaluate self and it makes me evaluate my own positive character and my ability to be able to handle negativity and bad things that happen throughout life. Because throughout this thing that we call life, things will always arise. Peace, God. And so, you know, particularly on this day, I believe that this day summons a particular energy, a dark energy, just based on the events, the global, the planetary shift that happened this day of 9-11, which most people don't understand. And uh, for those tuning in, and if you want to tune in later on, um, I tapped in with the Master Decoder Blue Pill, and we're supposed to be doing a live later. And um, that live is going to be very powerful, one of the most powerful live I've done before. So as I transition throughout my days, I deal with negativity. And in abundance sometimes, and sometimes it comes at me all at once, whether it's business, it's personal, it's other people's lives, and I have to figure out ways how do I deal with it. And I always come down to this constant theme of it's not what happens, it's always how I react to what happens. And then I have to figure out how do I let go of that which I can't control. And it actually empowers me every time that I do that to actually take control of my present mood and my present moment because. There's so many different things around 7-Eleven. There's so many different things that I must be in control of and I must control in my own program of thinking, my paradigm of thinking for me to be able to progress and move forward. So I have to change my mindset and I have to cultivate a good mood consistently and focus it every day. People always ask me, how do you maintain a good mood? It's because I deal with negative things in a good way. It's not that they don't happen, it's just that my process and my behavior towards negativity and bad news is a little different than the average person. So I can get bad news 
you know, about people being locked up, somebody dying, an event being canceled, business situation being shut down. And it can all come at once because life likes to hit you with these things at once. And the average person, they go into a slump of depression. They go into a slump of anxiety, a slump of stress because they're reacting in the wrong manner. Their program is subjective towards negativity in the wrong manner. I see negativity as a challenge. I see negativity as my ability to go further in life because if I can go through these hurdles, these blockades, then I know on the opposite side of these challenges is greatness. The opposite side of these challenges is possible ease. The opposite side of this darkness is possible light. And so as I'm dealing with things throughout the day, and some of you all may be dealing with things, I had someone DM me that their best friend died this morning. And he wanted a little guidance. And then I had another friend, somebody told me that their mother died this morning. And and then I had people telling me about all, all kind of stuff. I don't even really want to go into it. But, you know, it's easy to give great advice. It's harder to take great advice. You know, a person can hear everything. And for the most part, you've heard great advice throughout your life. But the difference is your mindset, your ability to be take to take what is good for you and use it so that you can have better infused within your life, your activities, your judgments, your reactions, and you can interact with life in a new phase. If every time bad news comes your way, you react the same exact way, you get the same exact results, which means you go no further in life. But when you start to change the constitution of your thoughts and you say, I want to govern myself different, I want to manage the way I move differently, then you get to enter into a new phase. You, you have a different mindset, which means you become a different person, which means that your behavior changes and your circumstances change and then your life change. So the way we react to everything within life is very, very important. It can set us up for this cycle like we are, we, we are a, a rat on the treadmill. That's what I look at reacting. Or we can enter into a new phase. And we say, you know what, that's cool, that's bad news and all, that's terrible news. But I won't let it actually interrupt my energy today. Because somebody else going through something bad doesn't mean you have to go through something bad. Somebody can tell you about the worst news that happened in their life. You do not have to attach your energy with their feelings and that emotion. Because you still have to have enough energy to be able to deal with your life and the things that you got going on consistently. And a lot of times we spend today's energy on yesterday's problem or we spend today's energy on tomorrow's stress. And it doesn't actually leave you with enough energy to be able to deal with today and move and operate in your best manner and capacity. Black people, holy, we are dealing with stress of yesterday and, uh, or, or depression from yesterday and stress of tomorrow because we can't control the past and the future is uncertain. And so therefore, we're not actually thinking about the mobilization of dream building and future building and architecting and designing the world that we want to see. We're only thinking about eliminating that which is here that's oppressive, that's, you know, stressful, that's uh, been in our way as blockades for so long. And it's unfortunate that some of our great... It's unfortunate that some of the greatest minds on the planet Earth are left dealing with things that are problems instead of being the architects and the the brain children and the uh, geniuses of the future because I have a dream that one day I want to own a um, I want to own a skyscraper and I want to have 19 keys at the top my logo and imagine if every day I wake up and I deal with the problems of the world I deal with the oppressions I deal with how they treat the little sister with Serena and I deal with cops shooting, I deal with all of these different things that shouldn't be happening, but we live in this paradigm, this 9-11 paradigm, and we're going to get into that a little later with um, Blue Pill, what this exactly is, this 9-11 paradigm, 
and what it does to the mind and how it actually represents and triggers fear and how this has affected everything in our atmosphere from our music, our politics, business, you know, everything has been affected, social media, news, and we don't have the ability to see the effects of things that's happening because we're so wasteful with our energy. We're still dealing with problems and negativity, and so we're distracted to where your mind can't focus on two things at once. It's impossible for a person to multitask correctly. So you don't even have enough energy to operate in a manner that allows you to move into a higher state of thinking, a higher state of consciousness. You know, we're still trying to operate in the paradigm of let me get a job, let me go to college, let me retire at 67, let me do the 401k. Fuck those options, those rules. So I'm, I'm going off on a little bit on a tangent now, but the, my operational thought was more so about getting out of the reactive phase within life so you can enter into a new phase within life. There's a better you that could be in the future. There's a better you that could exist tomorrow, but it's all deterministic and based upon the quality and the things that you do today. I don't need a fortune teller to tell me anybody's future. I don't need a fortune teller to tell me my future. I know that my future is set and based upon what I do right now in the moment. So I always look at what the hell am I doing in the moment? This is my future. And then there's a collection of moments that add and build up to your future consistently over time. So by the time you get to January 1st, 2019, your future will be based upon everything that you do in these moments, adding up and leading over time. These increments, these seconds, these minutes, these hours, these days, these weeks, these months, things that we use to quantify our time and our reality, which is more so artificial based, but it's our measuring system of the motion and the moves that we make throughout life. So when you react to things within a moment, then you actually create a blockade. So if I get negative news like, bruh, uh, system shut down, uh, somebody got killed, uh, partner in jail, you know, we can't, this business deal won't go through. And then I say, damn, man, that shit sucks. It immobilizes me. I can't move forward now. Or instead, I can be like, you know what? Tap in on my good brother, Real AP. Or I can say, you know what? I can't control none of that. So now let me focus on that, which I do have control. You know, let me actually focus on the power that I do have, that I do have. So, okay, cool. That's a problem. So now let me focus on the solution. The solution is, let me make this call. Let me tap in. Let me handle this business. All right. So that one failed. Now let me operate on this. That's why you always have to have different levels of consciousness. I always tell people I have seven strings of consciousness, seven strings of positivity, seven strings of income. Therefore, when one fails, you always have mind. That's the greatest thing that you can possess. Because imagine if you're rich as fuck. You got all the money in the world. And one day you go broke. What's up, people? They didn't cut me off at first. But I'm back in action. They tried to cut me off, but we back better. I know I'm scruffy right now. All right, people, I appreciate everybody tuning in.
Princess Ashna in the building. All right, anyway, forget the um, the pen. Yes, 9, 15, 18. Let me know if you're ready to go live, Ajna. I, would, I already just did a quick live, you know, uh, just mindset building with the people, giving them some keys, trying to interact with reality a little differently so that you can get to a new measure of being and to a new version of self. And um, that's really what it's all about. Um, I see a lot of potential. When I look at a person, I look directly into potential. I don't look at where they are. I look at where they could be. And where you could be is deterministic based upon the resources that you get in order to take level. And unfortunately, not all of us have resources, whether they're mental or whether they're material resources. And I wish to give everybody the resources they need to build correctly. What's going on? You, you know, you got to press the button. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. Are we good? Yeah, we good. Blessings up. to you. How are you? How do you, oh, I'm how you feeling? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling well. You know, I'm, I'm feeling poised for success right now. I say to that. You know, I, it's been an interesting day of collective negative and bad news coming my way. And I'm, I'm great at dealing with bad news. Okay. I don't deal with it like the average person. I transmute negative energy and I turn it into what I need it to. But today and yesterday has been a collection of it. And I said, what's going on? And I wanted to import some keys into the minds of people just to help them deal with bad news in a different way. Okay. Because that bad news can distract you from all of the good you're supposed to be doing and building in reality. And so it's all about mindset building and having all of these principles stacked up and all of these tools and keys stacked up. So when something comes, it doesn't become a blockade, but it becomes a stepping stone. I absolutely you agree. Know? I absolutely agree. One of the things... How do you deal with... What, how you deal one of with my key things? principles that I use, that I've learned as, as I evolve throughout my journey in this human experience, is to literally capitalize on the fact that I am a master manifester. I am forever creator. It doesn't ever stop. Mm. So I only focus on the things that bring me pleasure. And in the event mm. that something is bringing me a measure of displeasure, it's directly associated to an end result that is so vast that it's worth the temporary discomfort. Mm. So that's how I navigate through those types of situations. So, um, and I've also learned to feel all of my feelings. Because that's the only way to know which ones to throw away and which ones to keep. So I feel it. Explain that a little deeper. Okay. Because I think people need that one. I like that. So um, I feel it all the way through, whether it makes me happy or sad, whether it's caused discontentment and or anger, whatever the trigger may be. I feel it all the way through. And then I analyze the feeling as I metabolize it on the inside through my emotional body. And if it doesn't lead to a feel-good feeling and or a feel-good result, then I know that this is a trigger that leads to something that I do not like, so hence to avoid it. So that's how I navigate mm. through that. So that's what I recommend. Um, beautiful people, kings and queens, empresses and emperors, feel your feelings. Feel them all, for that is the only surefire way which ones to throw away and which ones to keep. So many of us avoid feeling things, and it does us no service by way of longevity in your human experience. Right. You know, that's that's so key. Important. What you think about that? Key? We, we ask people what you feeling is so that you can get to the root of what that feeling is. And often people, people don't go deep enough. You know, I, I've been having ringing in my head. Go deeper. Anytime there's a problem, you got to go deeper to get to the root of it. So therefore, you can either tear out the roots or you can grow further into if it's something positive.
but people have a bad feeling, but they don't know where it comes from. But when you take that approach that you said and you feel everything, now you can start to pinpoint the trajectory. Where did that come from? And then you can know the results of what it would be. So Absolutely. ask the person, what do you feel? It's like, okay, let me search for this. What do I feel? Why am I feeling it? You know, and then when you get to that what and that why, you start to get a comprehensive understanding. Oh, yes. And another thing, I always ask myself, what do you feel about that? What do you think about that? So what do you think about that? Even no matter what on in my world, whether I can determine it from my current stance as a positive or a negative, I always interview myself. So what do you think about that? So where do you go from here? What information icing where you go from here from? Is your information outdated? Do you need upgrades before you make this decision? Mm, so those like are the that. kinds of things that I ask myself, like, am I, make, am I making my decisions outdated processing center? Do I need upgrades? Mm. Do you need a recalibration? Are you off? What's going on in your life? Are you being temperamental? Are you just being angry because you want to stroke? Like, what, what is going on in your life that you may be imbalanced that is causing you to possibly react in a way that's going to manifest things that you don't want to experience in your life before you just get right. moving and being and doing? So right. that's what I am, family. Feel your feelings. Feel it all. Feel it all the way through. See, sometimes you got to see it all the way through. Right. You know, some people... I, the, the, the the word react, I think it's a big word to me because that's what we do with everything that comes in our reality. We react with our program and our current program and whatever it is, we're just going to use that to react with. And so like when you say update, some people know how to update their phones, but usually that's only when Siri or mm -hmm. Apple tells you it's time to update. But with your mind, nobody tells you when it's time to update. Nobody's saying that, yo, you you dealing with some offdated software like you need to change your language now you're saying that you want to get to becoming this status but you're still speaking down here mm -hmm. which won't allow you to actually reach that so Absolutely. consistently every day when you wake up you have to say am i operating on yesterday or am i actually in today because not everybody living in the same time period some people are in 95 some people in 2006 some people in 2016 but not everybody yes. is in 2018 9 11 today and you know Especially what, God, this day God connects us. Now, go ahead. No, your thought, because it's lagging. I would like for you to come. Well, I was going to say. Leave your thought before I ask. This, this day in particular, 9-11, it's a day that curates a time loop. Because when we think of the 9-11, the it triggers back to the trauma of the incident. So it's mm -hmm. not that we're not really truly living in today. We're living in that moment of when it happened because as soon as you think of it, it triggers you back into that loop, that process, that, that reacts, that remember this, that all of that. So this is a day that negativity and a lot of things can loop within your life. And you have to be aware, am I living in 9-11 or am I creating my own time today? Because you don't yes. want to be in a loop of negativity and trauma. But a lot of this people have loops within their lives. So if you look at Facebook and they tell you, look, this is what you said last year, then you find yourself saying some of the same things today. Like, wow. But you wouldn't have known that if you didn't get that message. So things come back around fully all the time. We're always constantly looping. It's just that when we get to a new point in time, we can be elevated or we can just be in the same space. I agree. I agree implicitly. Um, I like how you made reference to the loop. I kind of call it um, a perpetual groundhog's day because mm, people yeah, don't yeah. really realize that, like, that's how you can meet so many grown children. 
And that is mm. because the level of emotional intelligence that people possess, unless you intentionally desire to grow yourself, to expand beyond the first, the first actionary principle in your life that you experience your deepest trauma, you stay that age. And a lot of people don't just too personally develop beyond their deepest trauma. So you get involved with mm. people, and that's why you end up with a 35-year-old, 17-year-old, or a 42-year-old, 6-year-old, or a 52-year-old, 17-year-old. Mm. So, like, it's so important for us to be able to gauge our emotional intelligence and expand our intellect from those principles and then incorporate our spirituality and then birth these things in the physical. We, I, I'm learning that Throughout navigating through this human experience in this avatar, I'm now realizing that I should invest more thought equity into things as, as opposed to the physical reality of just being busy doing nothing. Because there's a vast mm. difference between the good thing and the God thing. And I found myself doing a lot of good things in my life, but I've just reached an arena where I'm operating from God's self, where I'm actually genuinely doing the God thing. And that's when the creative space is um, manifested and expanding and expounding and like um, I just I like it there. The good and the God space. That's so powerful. That statement just within itself. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been in a lot of different situations in my life, and ever since I was a young baby, I was always taught that I'm a God. Mm -hmm. Growing up, of course, it becomes more of a God complex than actual wisdom and understanding of what that means. It's not. And, and, and later on, I developed in an understanding of what that protocol is to actually being a God. But what ended up happening is there's times in my life I remember sitting in an interrogation room one time. And the investigators were trying to get me to snitch on my brother for something. And in my mind, I was laughing. I said, they really think that they have the ability to get God to behave in a lower form than who I am. And then I would think in my mind, what would God do in this instance? And every time anything happened within my life, that was what I would happen, or that would be the thought, that would be my program of thought is, what would God do? Mm -hmm. And that's me tapping into my higher self. I'm, this, I'm frozen. Let me, let me see if I can help my... these people because I'm frozen. Let me go out and come back in. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. The people want to see you. They said they got to redo it. Here you ain't enough. <laughs> Okay. Hold on. We go. We all bring her back. Catching oh, up. Okay. Did I catch up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I moving now? A little fragment to that. Part. I'm in motion. <laughs> yeah, we got. We got. And you were we you were you. making reference to um how these lower vibrational beings think that they have actual yeah, yeah. radio frequencies to control God. Right now, it's you can control like everybody. I think everybody unanimously agrees to this that you can control a human. You can impregnate an impression a person's mind, but controlling God. That's not something that we believe that we even have that conditional power over because once you enter into that God state, then you are the energy, you are the consciousness, you are the power itself. So some people, when you operate in that lower form, you're very easy to control, very, very easy to impression. You can, you can control people through lust, you can control people through uh, fear, you control people through insecurities, you control people through trauma, you control people through psychological tactics. But a God is above all of that. That's that crown chakra. That's up here. And when you try to control people with all those tactics, those are more lower level tactics to where when a God is operating in that higher space, 
it's not even possible for you to even use any of those tactical things to have any power over that which is operating in or she's operating in. And so I think that that's a great key when people think about what space am I operating from my human space or from my God space? Because even in the word human being, we operating in two. You got your human, which is more so your body and you have your being, but people always forget about the being. They always remember to be a human, but forget about the being. But that's because people don't operate in that space of being that higher entity of thought, being that one who controls your reality, saying, regardless of what comes into my space, I still have the power, regardless of the last second, last minute, where it seems like everything all is against my back is on the wall. I still had a power. But if you don't have that thought, if you don't have that consciousness and that confidence that you can confide in, then you lose it. Then that's when you surrender to the moment. I, I heard uh, I'm going to close off at this point. Dr. Wesley said something that was important. He said a lot of times when we get killed and we get shot by the police. Some of our last thoughts is don't shoot me. Some of our last words that we utter is don't do it. Please don't kill me. And he said in that moment, you surrender all your power and you give it to that one which has that gun on you. Instead of realizing, and, and because those, those words and those screams never actually stop them from killing anybody. They still go with it because now they know that they have the power over your life. But instead, in every moment in your life, regardless if there's a gun to your head, never give anybody that power over you, which you have over yourself, to still control your reality and your environment. And so instead of you calling on this person to not take your life, the people don't call on their inner being or call on God to actually control their life. And I think that that's very important in every moment, not just in ones that's so dire where your life is, you know, about to be taken, but in every moment in life, who are you calling on as your God? And don't do it just when you're trying to tap into that inner being, just when you're in trouble, but do it at all times of life, and then you find yourself with more control over your life. Can y'all hear the sister Ajna? I can't hear. I can't hear you, sis. Can y'all hear the sister? So let me see if I can bring her back in. All right, let me see if I can bring her back in. You know, they being funny with the... It's funny. Um. All right. <clears throat> I think we lost her for a second. But I appreciate all y'all tapping in. I was actually only planning on coming here, dropping a few words. Me and Red Pill will be going live later on doing a massive decoding session uh, when we actually find an agreed upon time. Thank you all for tapping in. I want you to become a key because not everybody has a key in their life. A key is chi, a key is energy, a key is something that you can use to unlock your paradigm, your program, your potential, and go further within life. And a lot of us have our minds locked in their rusty locked minds, and each person needs a key within their life so that they can unlock their potential and go further and go farther than where they are now. So you take the information, you take the knowledge, and you become a key in someone else's life. And then they become a key, and then we have a world of keys instead of all these rusty locks minds. And that's how we change the paradigm. They said, is that it? This was unscheduled. This was unscheduled. So, yeah, that's it for now. Um, I got to go eat some vegan food real quick. You know what I'm saying? This new spot just opened up that I got to go try.
So let me double check to make sure she's not in here before I close out. Um, if you all haven't heard that um, the sis will be out in D.C. with us. And so make sure y'all get the uh, live stream. Uh, the link is in my bio. Or you can just tap and say get tickets when you go to my page. Um, okay, wait a minute. I see she's back. We might we might have action, y'all. These lives need to be sponsored, man. You got a business, I would suggest y'all tap in and try to sponsor a live. It's connecting, it's connecting. What's connecting, going on? it's why, connecting. Why are we connecting? Hey, hey. Got a whole lot of shifting that we about to have going on. You know how yeah. they do. These are strong. When we get to talking about when we get to talking about God bodies and the and being present in your yeah. life, because many of us don't realize like all of your power, all of your creative ability is in this present moment. Mm. And so many of us waste our creative ability. We waste our manifested principles in the past, trying to rethink things and trying to redo things instead of realizing that everything that you have is right here, right now. Now you have the enabling ability as a God-like creation, a divinity, a master thereof to project all of your creativity into the future if you desire to. Factor. But all of your power is in right now. And so many of us lack our power because we don't remain present in our lives. We don't show up in our lives. So many of us, we don't even show up for our right. own lives. We're like in last year or yesteryear or in the Groundhog's Day, as, as we were talking right. about earlier today. I'm really excited about this Shifters uh, yeah. event. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited for the meeting after the meeting. Yeah, no, that's that. I mean, the whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole experience is going to be dope. I wish I was already out there and it was we was in that present time, um, just because it's, it's an exciting thing for us to be able to come together, shift together, change the paradigm together, mm -hmm. and just have those Absolutely. lines and all that power in one central location. Um, when I look at things that's happening, and I, I look at history, and I look at how it's being written in the in the moment, and you know, there's a thing in physics where they say that the atom knows when it's going to be observed, and it already behaves in a matter as if it's being observed. Mm -hmm. For the atom. Now think about yes. that when it comes to the future. We are a collection of atoms when we break ourselves down. And I think about how great the future moment will be because it's already predicated upon what we're doing right now in the moment. And yes. how, how all our conscious observations of the present is creating the future to be so great. And when you break down reality into different levels, you understand that everything that we do right now is already being observed in the future. You know, Indeed. And we can't change that observation because it's already being observed. Our collective harmonic convergence actually. But, you know, together. even even as these wormholes and these portals open up and we really, really delve into the vast dimensions of these parallel universes and how they're colliding. Mm -hmm. Like so many of us don't understand our ability to really literally project ourselves out into the future through our energy, come back into the present moment and just wait it out in integrity and in love and in knowing what you just went to go do. Right. And, and, but that, that comes with the being that comes with the God self, as right. opposed to just being humane. Right. You gotta be. So not, let me, let me do this. Cause this is my thing on that. You either robbing yourself or you invested in your future self. So 9-11-19 next year, we're going to come around on another loop. We're going to be in another mm -hmm. space, another present time. Everything you do right now. So let's say if I wanted to wear the same exact pants for a whole year and I put $10 in it and I wanted my future self to add $10.
Now, let's okay. say at some point in time, I took that money out. When I get around to the other side and I get to my future self, I'm going to be broke. So everything that we do right now is predicated upon who we will be in the future. And you either rob your future self and investing. So if I got a goal and say, look, in my bank account, I want a million dollars. But every day I'm spending money and not actually investing into assets and doing things that will get me that. Every single moment how I manage my, the organization that is myself and the activities that I do is either robbing my future self or building my future self. The books I read, the information I study, either I will make myself smarter, 9 11 19, or I'm going to be at the same point or going backwards. So yes. Each person has to manage their activities. And their life. And that's how you get to that, like you're talking about boys and girls, how you get to that man age. When you break down the word manage, it's man age. So if mm -hmm. you want to get that man age or woman age, you have to learn how to manage yourself. Because most people learn how to submit to authority and be managed by our current reality. Everybody has a manager or a boss. Well, you know, so many of us don't trust ourselves with ourselves. Nope. Because we have a history of making so many bad decisions and the a company that we keep is a reflection of those bad decisions. So we don't even trust ourselves to make better decisions because nobody around us is giving us the blessed assurance that we are on the right path. So that's what's so powerful about even us uniting as these shifters in this movement as we shift the paradigm on the entire planet of Earth. Like, we're going right. to rock this rock. Right. Right. As we rock this rock. And, you know, I, I think that many of us compromise our manifestation process because we refuse to sow the seed because we don't realize the power of the seed. And, and so many of us undervalue the seed with, in its physical form, thinking this is all that I will have. So I better keep it to myself mm. as opposed to planting it into good ground with the vision of knowing that the seed will produce. So I think that, like, even what I do with my, with my Healing Place family, it's just good. I cannot stand when people call me when I go live. Oh, that's what that was, huh? When I tell you, it infuriates me. Like, I got to work on my patience. Like, it, it boils my fucking blood. <laughs> yeah. It, but, it, you, um... you assume they know. That's the funny part. I be assuming, like, you just knew I was live. It'd be like, oh, but, um... What I'm learning is like even having good ground and like the healing place is just good ground for you to grow the seeds of yourself in. So just make sure that the you that you're growing is good seed. Right. So that's what the that's what the shifters movement is to me. That's what we're doing and that's what we're birthing, you know, nine fifteen as we come together and we unite in ritual and ceremony to shift the paradigm on planet Earth. We help you um, recalibrate yourself and renew the seed in you so that you can plant it into good ground because so many of us just don't we we just don't know we just right. don't know what we don't know and a lot of a lot of us have a lot of us don't understand the idea of manifestation and planting seed you know when you plant a seed you're putting it in darkness for one and in that darkness it allows itself to be able to cultivate Mm -hmm. But in order for that seed, just the same way if you got a small mustard seed and it grows into a huge tree or anything, any any huge red oak starts off as this small, this small thing. You started off as this small atom, then multiplied, or this small sperm, and then, and then grew in this darkness. Every idea starts in this, in your darkness of your mind. You're pregnant yeah. in hell, and you got to go into labor the same way. This entire reality for us is a womb. And we can consistently impregnate this womb into birth new things consistently. 
And that's what people don't understand, the growing pains of being in utero, in, even in your dreams and in your passion and, and navigating through your human experience. Like, you got to know what's phantom labor. Mm. Like, you got to know when it's not time, when, right. it just, when it feels like it's almost time, but or that's phantom that labor. Crowning? It's not time. Or when it's the crowning is going down. <laughs> like, it's so many dimensions of this birthing. And, and I appreciate that. Like, even as we were originally talking, like, about the sowing a seed and, and the uncomfortability of life and so many of us abort our dream we abort the baby mm -hmm. we we cancel the seed because it's made us uncomfortable right. not knowing that the seed inside you know resides this fluid that's going to heal everything around you that's going to really really make it better kind of mm -hmm. the same as um the same as amniotic fluid you know when a mother is pregnant i've been right. pregnant multiple times the baby actually secretes a fluid in the amniotic sac that repairs everything that it tears up as it's growing in your body. Yeah. So it can stretch up and it can literally rip your liver and you will right. never know because it will secrete a fluid that will just make it better. Right. And you'll never, you'll be none the wiser. And that's the same thing with our dreams. We can be in such turmoil in our lives and we will abort the very thing that came to take care of us because right. it made us uncomfortable. Right. You know, me and, me and Brother Ben uh, came up with the idea that there's a lot of people walking around pregnant, and you can tell the entrepreneurs are pregnant, the people that have ideas are pregnant. And you know, when you see a pregnant woman, we have a thing in society where at least it's supposed to be this way, where we treat them more sensitive. Like, no, mm -hmm. that, that woman is pregnant. Like, bro, be more respectful. Why are you so loud? This, this person is pregnant. We, we don't learn how to treat our geniuses and the people who have pregnant and their mind is pregnant and they're working on things the same way. You know, yes. when you see somebody that's pregnant, they might be a little more irritated than normal. You know, <laughs> sometimes they might get a little sick. Things might be going on with them because they got an idea. Their consciousness is pregnant and they want to birth this. But yes. we're not careful with people that's building these dreams. And there's a lot of things that sometimes have complications. So it's not even the fact that you wanted to abort it, but the complications of your reality and your environment meant that you weren't able to see that dream have manifestation. And so the way you get to manifestation is the concentration of passion, right? Oof. Concentration. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Run that back. Run that back. The so, concentration of passion is how you get to your manifestation. Yes. So concentration is being able to focus on something for a prolonged period of time, right? So when you're able to focus on something for a long, prolonged period of time without distraction, and you are able to focus all of your consciousness. That is how you put that pain and that's how you birth something into existence. Yes. So a lot of us are distracted though. We have an idea, but no, let me go out tonight. No, we have an idea or the friend just hit me with bad news. You're not able to concentrate and social media kills our concentration. So you can't even labor with integrity and that's why you nope. have so many stillborns because you don't focus through your birthing and your manifestation process. Exactly. So your baby dies in the canal. It's kind of like preeclampsia when the womb starts to close back up because the labor is too mm. much of a labor. Mm. And it's like that's when, but when you're focused and you're realizing you're here to welcome life and you're here to evolve in this life and you know what you're about to bring forth, the body just does what it does. The manifestation just does what it does. And you know what else a lot of people don't realize is this. When you are fertile seed, period, creation will plant you by any means necessary. Mm. So a lot of times you wonder why you're in this dark place and why pe people keep throwing dirt on you or whatever the case may be. It's because you will be planted by any means necessary when right. you are seed. And many of us just don't know we good seed. Right. At, a, at, a, um, at an atomic level of who we are, we can either become more negative or more positive based on 
our ionic charge. Mm-hmm. So there's an ability for an atom to either become negatively charged or positively charged. And mm-hmm. life is the same way. When you go through different things, either you take a more positive charge or more negative. And when you look at people in their life, and it's all how you deal with it, because some people take it and regardless of all this negative stuff they happening, they say, I'm still positive. But then other mm-hmm. people take it and they let that collection of negativity make them. And now when you look at them, all you hear is negativity. All you hear is nagging. All you hear is that programming that they've allowed to be embedded within their consciousness. And so now at an atomic level, they're more negative than they are positive. And we know that once you get to that negativity, just like acidic, then that's when you become sick. Because yes. negativity is a disease. We are naturally positive. You never met a baby that just comes out the womb negative for no reason. So as we born, it's the same way we're supposed to be throughout life. But it's the environmental factors that conditions us and make us who we are. So yes. negativity is a literal disease. It's a literal of a, a mental health disorder. It's not natural. It's not normal. But nothing. And speaking of disease, and, and most people don't realize that either, God. When mm. people make reference to disease, when your mind is not at ease, it manifests diseases in your body. Right. That's why you got diseases in your body. You got diseases in your finances. You got diseases in your relationship situations, no matter if they're with your children or with your lover. If you are not at ease in your mind, it's only a matter of time before you manifest a disease into something right. in one way or another. So I appreciate you bringing up the, 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 the importance of ease, not only through manifestation processes, but into being able to eat the meat and spit out the bone. Mm. You know, if you are not at ease, then you will take away things that don't belong to you. And you will end up throwing away all the fish and you will eat all of the bones because you're not even in the right mind to know what's edible and what's not. Right. So you throw all your good stuff away. Right. And medicine, you know, the thing about the good stuff, though, is that the medicine is often most bitter. The cure is often mm-hmm. the most bitter. But it's easy for us to get sick because we eat the wrong foods. They taste good. Going mm-hmm. out, you know doing different things, it, it feels good in the moment. It doesn't feel like this is going to harm us in the future, but it's not mm-hmm. good for us. But the cure, the cure is often bitter. You know, when you're a baby and you have to take the, the cough medicine, it's nasty. But it, it and that's Tonsilline and Father John. And- right. <laughs> it don't taste good, but it's good for Sour sop. Right. <laughs> no need juice. Exactly. So think about that. It conditions us to not like things that are good for us. Mm-hmm. And so throughout all our lives, things that will actually cure us and actually allow us to go further within life, we learn to, nah, I don't want that. Give me the sweet stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I, I appreciate building like this with you and amongst other gods and other divine energies that I've been able to be welcomed in this atmosphere and in this dimension because um, it recalibrates my taste buds. Mm. See, once you get the results that you desire, you, 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 what you have a hankering for, what you crave is different. So it's like, um, I used to run away from the pain, but when I realized that my power lived inside of there, like those, those seeds of pain grow my power. So now things hurt so good these days, mm. if that makes any sense. It's kind of like, um, I seek out opportunity to face me, no matter how ugly I am in that moment. It's just like, come on with it. And I used to run from me. Mm. And... I realized that, like, whatever you're doing, like, it, it, it's, whatever, you, whatever you feed is going to grow. 
So if you feed your fear, your worst nightmares will manifest, um, financial destitution, diseases in your body, um, stress in your life, um, stress in your relationships will manifest because that's what you're feeding it and it eats your fear and it eats your, um, your lack of desire to evolve. You know, many people don't want to evolve, God, at this point. So they just end up mutating because right. you're guaranteed to change. But you know why? Because most people don't know what's on that opposite side of where they are. They've only experienced their current conditions. But if they know how great it felt to be greater, like some people can, some people can live a life where they're eating the wrong foods and they feel okay. And mm -hmm. they say, I got a lot of energy. Why well, I need to change? Because you never felt the amount of power you would have if you actually went to that next level. And that's why I tell people it's so important to understand. I don't care if you're a millionaire, you're a billionaire, you're the most successful person. It's always another level of graduation. You haven't reached that climax within life because life is infinite. There's limitless stages. So you can never say, oh, I've reached the pinnacle. No, you didn't. You only got mm -hmm. off the floor. You understand? But you ain't even got to those heights of forever. Our, our I stretches beyond. The more I learn, the more I realize I do not know. Like the more books I read, the more. And then, like, then as I, as I think, like, okay, I've arrived to a degree where I can, um, I know it enough to teach it. Because unless you can teach it, you don't know it. Right. I don't care what it is. If you can't teach it, you don't know. Right. It. And um, and you can't teach it unless you lived it. Factors. So it's just like every time that I get to a point where I'm in a teaching space, creation unveils another dimension and another level to me where I realize like now I have to unlearn these things and relearn from the new level. So it's kind of like the upgrading of the system. So as I was saying, like, I don't want to operate from an outdated programming when I'm reacting to things as opposed to being in action all the time and right. just just going off of what was. Mm. And living in the Groundhog's Day. Like so many of us don't, so many of us don't base our decisions off of what we have in front of us right now. We base our decisions off of our yesterday, off of our five minutes ago, but that's not, that's no longer real. Right. So we, so we live the, we live our lives off of the illusion. Right. Uh, that, so, but that's I'm just, the, that's the I'm just finding my way. That's the, that's yeah. the, a lot of people just live the same day over and over, like mm -hmm. for a long time until you get a new program, you get a new thought, somebody mm -hmm. sees something new. Now you can express and live life differently now because you have a different mind. But if mm -hmm. you got something new that enters, you can't really get a different mind and you can't get a different life. So it's like yesterday was like today and today will be like tomorrow and the next day will be like the day before that. And instead, me, I say, every day I wake up, for one, I like to cultivate a good mood. I tell people this, because it's hard for people to have willpower. Willpower is really not just your ability to produce what is in your mind and to control that which is in your reality, but to finish what you started. And not a lot of people are able to Oh, run that back. Started. Run that back one more yeah. time. One of the attributes of willpower is the ability to finish what you started. And so I tell people this simple thing. I learned this from a Buddha, a Buddhist that was talking about this. He said, one thing that I do in the morning is I make my bed up. And I say, damn, how does that got anything to do with willpower? Because I used to be one of those type of people say, what the hell is the point of making your bed? You're going to get right back in and make it messy. Integrity. But also at this point, when you go to sleep at night, right, you get in the bed, 
You wrap the covers around you. You go to sleep. You wake up. There's still one more thing you need to do is make that bed up so you can finish what you started. And what it mm -hmm. does is start to create habits within your life to start finishing things that you started. And then it, now everything else you do get caught up in that same paradigm and that same program. And wait a minute. I, I started this. Let me make the bed up on this. Okay. I started this. Let me make the bed up on this. I went to sleep. I had the dream. Now let me make the bed up on this. And so okay. when you have entropy and you have chaos and you have disorder, because there's no system or organization, it only breeds more disorder and more chaos. So having I like these that. habits of order allows you to actually strengthen your willpower throughout the day. Like, wait a minute, I started this. Let me finish this. Let me make the bed up on it. Yeah, so I love that. I think it's important, the small nuances that we do every day that we don't even consider as triggers that can start to kill our decisiveness and our ability to finish what we started, we don't notice that that's a part of it. Like, even if you're rich and you're not the person making it up, make sure you got the maid in there every day doing it then. <laughs> But, you know, one thing that I learned about making the bed that creation had gave me the lesson thereof. And it was like, it's an integrity thing. Mm. Because when you, after you've rested and you get up, you're no longer tired. Mm. So you don't think about your conditioning mm. anymore because I've already used this. I don't have to come back here for a while. Mm. But it teaches you integrity because it doesn't matter how you feel. If you are tired enough, you're going to lay down and however it is wherever it is like i've laid down in my bed with clothes just pushed all the clothes and books yeah. and crystals to one side and that's an integrity situation to me because it was like if you had a had some integrity to do it even though you didn't want to while you had the energy to do it then you could have rested more peacefully and so many of us don't have peaceful rest because we don't have the integrity enough to make our beds when we're not tired Factor. so That's now, something now look that what I've we learned. Just did. When people go make up their beds in the morning, they're going to have integrity. <laughs> <laughs> we just added a whole new meaning to this. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's changing those daily habits in people's lives to give, like, a Hold on. Somebody, see, somebody called me. <laughs> they play all day. They, they, they playing. be playing. <laughs> but imagine if that's what our parents or that's what society teaches you is the reason for making up your bed and doing these different things. Look, we got the top live right now. We popping. I never seen that. But um, that would give people a lot more reasoning and a lot more ability to take things within their life and have more meaning within their life. Because when you just I tell agree. a person to do something and you give them order. That's only telling them to submit to your authority, but not giving them a reason why they should submit to it. Or that there's some built upon reasoning that would change my life if I continue these habits throughout my life, even when your authority is not there to tell me to do it. So it makes yes. me a better manager of that which I do because it's defined with more meaning in my life. I agree. I, I, I implicitly agree. So I like to do everything in my life with meaning. If you ever see me do something, if I ever design something, if I ever wear something, it all has a meaning. So sometimes I do brand consultations and I tell people, what the hell does the, the name of your brand mean? And somebody say, oh, I just, I just like the name. That's not enough for me. I, won't, I would like everything else about your brand, but I won't buy anything until it has meaning. And if your life and the things that you do don't have any meaning, then to me it's not real. 
It's just, it's mm -hmm. just, just some illusion, something you're throwing out, something that's not even attached to you. So I'm not even you know what throwing I, you. I have learned to tell, like, a, a lot of people who seek my assistance and as they navigate throughout their human process. And I, have, I let them know, listen, the key to living a full life and turning your passion into your paycheck mm. is finding something that you are willing to die for mm. and then you live for it. Mm. And many people don't, live. they don't well, even, like yeah, you got to find something that you're ready to die for, that you would give or take life all about, and then you live for it. And you live for it unapologetically. And then, you know, you follow your pain to your purpose. You work your talents in the process, and that's how you manifest your greatest destiny. You said follow your pain to your to purpose. To your purpose. And you work your talent in the process. Mm. And that would lead you right to your destiny. But you know, a lot of people can't get to their purpose because they live in a lie. Because they don't want to follow their pain. They don't want to hurt. Nope. People don't people don't want to deal with themselves in the truth of who they are. It's as that's, long as you avoiding you. Because right there so, right there is the cousin to your purpose is truth. Right there next to mm -hmm. it, standing right next to truth, you always find purpose. But a lot of people that get a job and say, No, I like this job. That's the reason I'm working a job. I want to get some money. That's not the reason you work in that job. You know what I mean? Um and when you tell yourself the truth and you say, you know what? I don't even really like this job. I don't even like the people I'm around. I don't even think that this is built into me at all. I don't like listening to these managers. I'm not doing this for this money no more. And, and like for me, when I was working a job and I was making the money, I realized that, damn, I'm not doing none of this for the money. I was doing this all for the journey to go to use my talents to produce. I swear, because I was a, I was a um a top salesman, mm -hmm. I was a saleswoman. I used to I used to bust their ass. I, I can see it. <laughs> I, can I used see to it. bust their ass. So. <laughs> I remember I I used to work at a, a, a designer clothing store for children. It was called just kids and we sold all of like the product for children and the yeah. Gucci and all of the all of that stuff and you know it was where the elite shopped for their children uh -huh. and I remember for one Christmas season we got we, we were able to get like 3.5 percent of our bonus of what we sold and yeah. I sold ninety thousand dollars that Christmas season I'm I was busting their ass I did something <laughs> exactly similar to that when I was uh, a product they they messed up let me find let me find out I used to work. You, what? I I used to work at Prada. Uh, I used to manage Prada stores. Sometimes I used to do sales. I was I was the most amazing salesperson you could ever have. I learned to speak Mandarin at the time. I had brushed up on my French and my Spanish, so I was I was everywhere with the customers. It's Ajna Muslim, no, and you worried about the wrong shit. Way wrong thing. You worried um, about the wrong shit. So when I was working there, they, they, they messed around and said that we can get commission and we can get hourly. But they didn't see the vision like I seen. I said, wait a minute. If I calculate what they saying correctly based on my potential, I'm going to be able to make this amount. They won't see it coming. And so that first year, I sold about $3.5 million. And behind me, the person that sold in like second, they was like a million and a half. 
have behind me, just to let you know how far ahead I had jumped the cattle. Because I was selling probably, like, on a bad day, I was doing about $10,000 a day. And on a good day, you get up to, like, 100000 like, I mean, like, on the holiday season and things of that nature. And mm -hmm. then eventually it done so well that they changed the company rules. They said, we're no longer going to be doing this. We're going to be putting a cap on the commission and stuff like that. So, of course, I ended up leaving that. <laughs> I had to get out of there. And I had to – I didn't leave the company at the time. I just went to a different department until I was ready to transition and actually um, – But that's – You know what? That's a, that's a contemplative thought that we may want to ex expound upon right there, God, to let them know that you got to do it so well in another dimension that they changed the rules behind you because mm -hmm. you capitalized on their system mm -hmm. so much. If you I'm haven't done it to the degree that they had to change the right. rules after you, then you didn't get that shit done. Right. A lot of people don't know how to work a job. They, they listen to what people tell them to do and tell them these are the rules. I believe you're supposed to squeeze everything you can out of the job. You're supposed to, whether it's work, whether it's money, whether it's position, whether it's knowledge, whatever you can get, you're supposed to take. And if I'm working for somebody, you better believe whatever I can get out of that company that I'm working for, I'm going to get it. I'm going to win. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care. I can come in there. And I start, I'm going to tell you this. I started off doing security. But in six months, I was able to secure me a promotion so I could make six figures. But they had, in their mind, they didn't know I was plotting and strategizing and saying, y'all crazy, y'all think I'm about to stay here when I just seen this person's check. This changed my whole paradigm of thinking. I was in a $30,000 paradigm of thinking at first. But now I got yes. new information. This is about to put me to a six-figure paradigm of thinking. So I said, wait a minute. I'm about to go ahead and plot a course on it and I can actually live out this vision that I'm producing for myself, that I see for myself. So when I work a job, I strategize completely, whether it's in every conversation. And I never, if I'm at a job, I never do work that's unseen. Never do work that's unseen. I never go behind the scenes. You got to see me. You got to see Everything I you got to see me. You gotta know everything has to add up so you, you can win. And another thing for everybody that's listening, I've never had an interview I didn't get the job. And here's the reason. This year, I always let me win. before you even before you even say that. Let me find out that you do what I do. I <laughs> always interview them. I interview the company. Like exactly. what what makes you so special that you will have me? Did you? That the, do you know the caliber of asset that I bring to the table? I bring the motherfucking table to the table. What makes you worthy of <laughs> bring me? The table to the table. <laughs> I don't think that I'm... I, I look at it like this. It's the same thing, and I just conceptualize the thought process a little differently. Okay. I don't ever think I'm interviewing with a company. I'm only interviewing with the person in front of me. Okay. A lot of people go in there with the thought process that this company is huge and it 
it it it, it scares them. Like I'm about to interview with this million dollar company to go get this job. No, it's just one person in front of you that you need to impress. And then, okay. then you impress upon the image that they're making such a good decision that it's going to make them look great. Because for yes. them to hire you, they have to make an investment in their own intelligence. And so you and you being the one that they hire, everything that you do is going to be a reflection of them. So you have mm -hmm. to let them know that, wait a minute, I'm actually smarter than you. So that when you hire me, I'm the best decision you made in your life. So I, I only have a conversation with one person when I go into a job. Interview. I'm always the best decision they make in their life. Yeah. Yeah, the company don't exist. The company is <laughs> an entity that we, we give an illusion to that, that, that makes us feel insecure sometimes or intimidated. But no, you're only interviewing with the person in front of you. you having a conversation with them. And if you can get them to feel you, hear you, understand you, and know you in that moment, and you do interview them. Because I always go in there and ask them stuff. I do my research and stuff first before I go into any place. And so that out there, I want them to underestimate me, but by the end of the conversation, I want them to overestimate me. Mm -hmm. And so it always works. And I never went into an interview where I didn't get the job because I never interviewed with a company. I only interviewed with a person. That's a good one. I really hope that people take that away. If there was anything that you should write down right now as you navigate through your human experience, especially if you are not at a point financially that you aspire to be, please remember that. Do yourself a favor. Do your human experience a favor. Know that when you are interviewing, in the event that you are applying for a position somewhere, that you are not interviewing with the company, you are interviewing with the individual. And in order for you to secure your position, whatever your position may be, you have to consider learning how to edify without withdrawing self-respect. Mm. Because many people don't know how to do that. And it just becomes an ass-kissing contest. And people don't like that. Facts. So. And they've that, heard that's it something before. That, yeah. Like, the only thing they can really hear is stuff that's about you. Don't come with those old, oh, I like this, I like that. Nah, they heard all that shit before. But what you hear about me and what you know about me is going to personalize this situation. Now I'm impregnating your mind with thoughts. I'm making sure mm -hmm. that you're making a good decision by giving you the only option you truly should be taking right now, which is giving me this goddamn job. And so yes. I talk about entrepreneurship a lot of times. But at the same time, I'm not against people who work jobs because I believe that you can gain a lot of experience from it. And you can well, you can learn. I always say yourself. use your job to fund your business. Yeah. Your job is to, your job is your, that's your bank right. to fund your business. Right. Now, if you're not having enough funding in your, 
job to fund your business, then you need to consider considering other employment because right. you should be funding your business. And I always tell people, ask me like, Ajna, I want to quit my job. I have this amazing idea. And I always let them know you need to consider getting up two hours before you go to work and work in your business. And then when you get off of work, working your hour, a minimum of one hour after you get uh -huh. off of work, working for somebody else. If you can't do that, then you do not deserve your own company. You right. do not deserve to be full-time in your own business yet. You haven't earned it. And, you have and, not earned it. And if you can work for someone else for 40 hours a week plus overtime, then you can be an entrepreneur. That's a lot of work. And that's all it's going to take is that much amount indeed. of work. So mm -hmm. if you're great at the company and you're the best employee, then that means that you can also be an entrepreneur because you have the skills of what it takes in order to manage yourself. If you're a manager at a company... But people don't invest into themselves. People are more adapt to invest into other people right. than they are into themselves. So I think that's where we come in, where we shift the paradigm of the mind and right. we teach them that... If there's any God to be worshipped, it should start with you worshipping yourself. Right. And then if you have enough left over, then you share your worship outside of yourself. Factory. It's all about everything always comes down to self. You know, people always ask, how do I love other people more? You can't love nobody else but yourself, truly. And the condition of how you love yourself will be reflected on how you treat other people that treat self correctly. So if I love myself and you treat me right, guess what? I'm going to treat you right because I love myself. I want this type of treatment to continuously happen. And so, Especially in romantic relationships. Like that's what in, in, any, in any type of situation, but especially in romantic relationships, if you are with a partner that causes you to manifest the greatest version of yourself that in inspires you and empowers you it does nothing but cause you to want to be better to them because you don't want to run the risk of not having them in your world anymore so yeah and, 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 and that's, that's, that's always what it comes down to self love and then self love is self love yeah, you know I mean, because we are all a collection of cells, and in one, even though we got billions of trillions of cells, and one cell is all the information written in our DNA to duplicate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, I always like to look at it like that because when you're looking at another person, you're looking at the information, you're looking at who they are, and when you share that sort of collection of cells with another person and that information with another person, then y'all become intertwined. Y'all become part of self. Y'all become part of self. You understand? So the people that we work with, the people that we build with, they all become a part of you. They become part of the information that makes you. That AGTC. That, that DNA information. You understand? For me, I
call it an AGTC. I call it a, a AGTC, uh, which is the information that creates our DNA. I call it a log God the creator. And then I call the body arm, leg, leg, arm, head. And that's God body right there. So, mm -hmm. but most people don't know that inside them is the information of the creator. Inside them is the information of God. And that which you are made of comes from the source, the direct source. You are the collection of information of the universe. And we're born with everything that's housed within the universe. It's just over time, some of those elements die out based off our lifestyle. So we're born with like zero point zero point seven percent of gold in our body, but as you eat in the way you live, that gold goes away. Gold is a superconductor. So now you can't even have that electrified body anymore. And we need that for the current of our bodily systems for high energy in our mind, for the kundalini, the tickling of the spine, for the for our pineal gland to even be active and you can have light in the mind, which is enlightenment. Light is energy. And so once we're not treating ourselves correctly, the universe starts to die out within us. Those elements that we were born with start to die out and we have to figure out ways to put ourselves back into a proper balance. So that and that's, that's what, what you consume by the foods that you eat, the company that you keep. It's vibrational tuning frequencies. You know, people always see me with tuning bowls and tuning forks and things like that. Those are the things that you do to reignite your light. Factory. To, to blow on those smoldering embers and start that fire once more. And people also don't realize this, that there's never lack ever, anywhere. As long as you have one cell, then you have the ability to duplicate it as many times as you need to. So there's never any lack, ever. It's all in your mental space. But if you convince yourself that there's not enough, you would you will you will always be in the scariest place in your world. Right. We're the greatest design in the universe, and everything is based off us. Every other thing that we create in our reality is based off the blueprint of who we already are. How we birth things mm -hmm. into existence is based on how we birth babies into existence we form can create entities and corporations which are just bodies and entities is the same way we everything is just based upon us and everything is just a replication of trying to produce which is already the greatest thing in the universe the human being and so once we study self then it gives you the ability to interpret and understand everything else that is within your reality. So the more self-knowledge you have, the more power you have. The mm -hmm. more, like, I don't, I, I don't want to die to know more about how to cure my health 
afford more to know more about me than I know myself. You understand? That means I need someone else to manage me, which means I'm not at that man age. You understand? And a lot of people are boys, and a lot of people are girls. And when you're a child, you need somebody to manage your life for you. Tell you when to wake up, when to go to school, get your food prepped, how to think, how to eat, how to correct and create principles within your life. You need somebody to manage all your activities. Because you are your own organization, but if you don't know how to manage your organization, you're not a good manager. And that's why not everybody in the company is a manager. Some people are employees. They need managing. And then when you quit your job, the hardest thing that you can do right now is to learn how to manage yourself. You, you need a block. What's your name? You know, I'm the, you know I'm the block guy. Kings. He's gone. Well, I'm blocking you. You ain't on my post. I don't think you follow, but you earned yourself a block. He gone. You know, I've, I've, I've been on the... I've, been on a troll uh fast i've been on a negativity fast people hit me in the yeah, dm people got, got a comment did you get a block of, you, you you earned yourself a block buddy yeah he's gone he's he's, he's out of there you know he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's out of that's that's easy you feel me but it feels so good to go on a negativity fast you know because yeah. Unless you make it a conscious thing, you won't actually be doing it. So that's why I have to tell myself, even though it's something we're supposed to do, when you tell yourself, you put the intent in it. And then I look at intent is intents of energy. That's the intensity. The more energy you put in something, the more your intent matters because you can either have negative or you can have positive intent. But I fast mm -hmm. from all negativity so I, I can detox myself and only have positive energy. So will you expound upon that for people who desire to maybe join you on a fast from negativity? How would we go about that? How do they go about that? So my fast of negativity is I don't care if there's somebody in the comment. Or somebody in my DM saying, look, um, I don't like this. I don't like that. Anything that starts off, I don't like. Or something that's within a negative, I won't reply and I'll just decline it. And I start to decline all negativity out of my life. If somebody comments something I don't like, my immediate programming is to react. And I said, nope, delete. It's gone now. Okay. They wrote a whole paragraph about their feelings that's negative. Delete. It's gone now. Mm -hmm. So everything in life, if I hear anything negative, I can't indulge in that right now. I'm fast. So if it's certain people I'm not calling, I can't call you. I'm fasting from you right now. You understand? Okay. But I look at it like this. Start off with a 
19-day fast, right? A 19-day negativity fast. And the way I look at the number 19 is the 19 is a continuous loop because you add up that 1 plus 9, you get to that 10. You break down that 10, that 1 plus 0 brings back down to that 1. So you just in a constant loop of 19 days in your life to fasting from negativity for the rest of your life. Yes. You start yourself with that 19, collapse it back down to that one and start over. But and what I would like to add to that, if, if possible, to just remind people that anything that you don't want to live, you starve it to death. Right. 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 Starve it. Yeah, starve it to death. Whatever it is, if it if it's the situation, if it's the circumstance, if it's your poverty mindset, whatever the case may be, if you don't want it to continue to have thriving existence in your life, then you take your generator from it, which mm. is you, your energy. You are the energy. You feed it. And many of us underestimate our power to feed things to keep them alive because we don't be and that's how you feed the God within mm -hmm. because and that's like you know as we were talking about like what even fear whatever it is whether you're when you don't have the balance whether it's your light or your dark because both are very necessary but the one that you feed the most dominates. The dominant frequency always wins. So, in the event that you don't want your darkness to dominate because you're not looking at it from an ethereal standpoint, you're looking at it from a very a negative place of not being able to um, birth or grow things because they need light, then you don't feed it your fears. Mm. That's why I always seek out opportunity to face my fear. It don't matter what it is. Like, I do a lot of things. I ride a lot of roller coasters. I'll jump out of an airplane. And I was went swimming in a cenote in an underground cave not too long ago. I just mm. went all the way to Hong Kong all by myself. I flew all the way to Hong Kong by myself. So I met my best friend over there. So look, um, my phone overheated because it was too much fire coming in. We was, we, was, we was trying to do too much. You know what I mean? The phone overheat. The power get cut off. People calling. The signals interrupt. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.